As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. These niggas hilarious. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays after the hiatus. Uh, we had, it was some, some real shit that happened. And then it was Thanksgiving, and then the season got ended and all the other shit. But we back up in the building, man. We got drift in the building. How you living, my boy? Good, man. Just getting getting better after being sick over Thanksgiving. You sick, too. I think everybody's just been sick in general. So um, kind of bummed the season's over, but also kind of happy so we don't have to get, you know, uh, exposed every week anymore. So we got some, some good guests on today, though, our boys from, from the Terror Dome. So Joe Dan, hey. what's your guys ahead? A whole lot of gang shit. Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Joe Rogers and, and Dan in the building. Tales from the Terra Dome. Whole lot of gang shit going on, man. You know, cause you know, you know, the songs over there, they got too deep now, bro. <laughs> Everybody squatting up. <laughs> Everybody squatting yeah. up, bro. Yeah, I got my my Don V. Friday's gang sound rocking right now, man. Throwing that V up. Hey, a whole lot of gang shit <laughs> going on, man. Yeah, throw up the V. Uh, hey, shout out, shit, hey, shout man. out, shout out to Too Deep. Shout out to the Suns. We don't want to smoke But shout out to them. But yeah, everybody clicking up all that. Hey, Boundary Corn, the family too, though. They, they mob ties too, though. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> before we get into the episode, uh, the before we record, um, we decided not to record two weeks ago because of what happened at UVA. We haven't recorded since then. I just want, we, I think we all want to send an RIP to Lavelle Davis, Devin Chandler, Deshaun Perry. That was fucked up. You don't never want to hear nothing about nobody getting killed or shit like that. So our, our sincerest condolences um, to those three young brothers. Anything y'all need want to say, add to that? Couldn't have said it better. Man. I uh I did a pod episode with Grayson and we talked about it and it was just unthinkable. Like tragedy doesn't even begin to I think it undersells like what happened. Like it's just absolutely insane. I couldn't imagine having that happen to me if I had a child, you know. So I mean, just love and light to Charlottesville and the families. Yeah, I just think it's terrible what happened and I really think it's kind of a reflection on our society dudes too easy to pick up the gun and not throw their fists these days you know like it's just terrible man like people people need to think a little bit more man like some things really don't gotta go that far yeah that's what i be saying bro motherfuckers be out he tried to knock the bus off 
hey, bro, ain't nobody out here playing games. And then, uh, 757, Chesapeake Walmart had six people get killed. Manager was in the back, killed everybody in the break room. And let me just say this, as a former Walmart associate, around this time of year, a lot of employees at these retail places be on edge. Um, who knows what set bro off, but you still shouldn't have killed six of your employees. Hey, just kill yourself, bro. Hey, you want to kill yourself, bro? Get yourself up out of here, man. Uh, you ain't had to take six of your employees, six of the employees with you. Just kill yourself, brother. You know, make this shit. It'll make shit go a lot easier. Uh, RIP to everybody in Chesapeake. Let me tell y'all something about Chesapeake, Virginia. Y'all don't know. Chesapeake, Virginia, a shit with trees and Chesapeake Square Mall. So if you in Chesapeake trying to kill somebody, you got some you got some shit going on in your life that you need you need corrected. We gonna we gonna show love to the patrons. We actually got two of our patrons here. Ain't that a mother? Hey, shout out to y'all, bro. <laughs> Two of our patrons here, bro. People that want to see us win. And a and a and a society full of hating ass niggas. It's a it's a it's there's a there's a there's a, there's, a, there's supporters that want to see Don V Friday succeed. So God bless all our patrons. Frank P. Joe Rogers is number two on the list. Look at that. Hey, hey. Fuck Ox BT. Gotta get that off. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, he said his own shit this time. He said <laughs> He got his own message. You get to do it hey, by yourself. Hey, hey, me and Ox on good terms, too. He probably don't listen to this podcast. That's probably why we on good terms. Uh, shout out to Jake, legend. Shout out to Nathan, legend. Shout out to Angie, legend. Shout out to her. She's cool. I met her uh, I met her before. Uh, shout out to Brenda Hill, legend. Um, home team and shit. Shout out to Susan. Shout out to Matthew, aka Hokey Smash. He's cool. I met him. I met him before too. Shout out to Elaine. Shout out to Cougar Trainee, aka Miss Jerry McCann's legend. She's cool. Shout out to Cam Cobb, our boy. I ain't I ain't seen Cam since spring game, bro. I'm tight. I wanted to see Cam again this year. Not gonna happen. Shout out to Amir. Shout out to Dan, who's in the building. Shout out to you, bro. Appreciate you. Legendary status. Shout out to Beth. Beth is very polarizing on Twitter. Uh, before we go forward, like, what's your opinion of Beth? You listen, Beth is a patron. She can revoke her patron status. It, it's all cool. But what's your honest opinion of Beth? I I've met Beth multiple times. She's been good to me and cool. Clearly, she's a patron. She wants to see us win. But what's your opinion? I think good, she's bad, cool. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, she hit me up when I went to Virginia Tech and was like, "Come on, my tailgate." If you want, I never got around to it, but um, seems like a, a nice lady that like stir up some quality beef on the timeline. So I respect it. Yeah, I'm kind of appreciative of the that she stirs up, gives us some content. And from the looks of it, she makes one hell of a drink. So shit, man, I ain't got so, no I think she's all right. Beth is, uh, Beth is the gift that keeps on giving as far as beef of the week goes. So salute to her. Um, she does make one hell of a drink. I can confirm uh, after. What was the last Georgia Tech? We went stop by her tailgate, and she was cooking up some mean martinis. And I've bartended for 14 years. I know what a mean martini tastes like, and that woman's a professional. So salute to Beth Barnes. Beth, is she still beefing with a moral like the Beth versus a moral beef? 
that shit has to have like 30 chapters in it. It's biblical at this point. <clears throat> yeah, if they both had like huge Twitter accounts, she would just ratio him like every single tweet. You know what I mean? Like she cooks his ass every single time. The, it's pretty the impressive. Beth versus a moral beef has been going on for what months? <laughs> yeah, almost over a year. Like you know how some people you know how Twitter like like 2011 Twitter, everybody engaged in every beef. That was like that's Beth is like old Twitter. I don't know how long she's been on Twitter, but her the way she kick it is old Twitter. Nowadays, everybody's too good for beef. Ah, I don't want to. I don't want to get that motherfucker. Like Beth ain't too good for shit. She got time. I be. I, I'm like, hey, Beth bring that 2010 Twitter energy. Shout out to her. Yeah, I fuck with it. Shout out to Lonnie, our friend Lonnie. I haven't seen her in a while. Shout out to our friend Lonnie. Uh, Adam, not Delph. Another Adam. Shout out to Adam, legend. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Nola, our boy, fam, our TP, our TP brethren. Shout out to Mitch, who made no appearances in these spaces that I was in this year. I'm highly disappointed. Highly disappointed in you, Mitch. But uh, shout out to Mitch, legend. Shout out to Avery. Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Andrew. Not that Andrew. Both legends. Shout out to Treadmill Horse, who, according to Big Game Boomer, is the best tweeter in Virginia Tech Twitter. Shout out to A. I don't know how much of an esteemed award that is because BGB ain't tapped in. He don't know shit. But that's still a big account, and he still acknowledged one of our friends. So shout out to Treadmill Horse, Don V Fridays alone. Shout out to Corey. I got Corey. Shout out to Dittler. Hey, Dittler's a mixed bag, bro. Uh, what's y'all, what's y'all opinions on Dittler? I like Dittler. He, he, Dittler done did some shit in the past that I, you know, I philosophically don't agree with. But good guy. He's a great, he's a great guy. I, everybody might not like him, though. He's a mixed bag. What's your thoughts? I've never had bad experiences with him, so I like Dittler. Yeah, I love Dillard, man. He's like a little brother to me, man. That's the one reason I was up, upset they didn't play a game or try to re- get another team in to play a game because I was looking forward to, like, tailgating and hanging out with Dillard, you know. So I love Dillard. I think he's hilarious. Makes great memes. He's my kind of guy. Yeah, Dillard, my dude, man. Straight up dude. I met him before WBU. He was real cool. We had a good conversation. And then Scott showed up, and he he scooted real quick. So Diller ain't want the beef with Scott, but we're not gonna talk about it. All right. I am. Shout out to Scott. Shout out, shout out to Scott, man. Um, yeah, I ain't got. Diller's the funny guy. Um, misunderstood. You got to count. He's a he's an acquired taste. Like he is. It's no in between with Diller. Like you either like like he's either like cool or you don't like him at all. But he's a, he's definitely a mixed bag. But shout out to the gang, them. Shout out to Luke. <clears throat> shout out to Ty. Shout out to Greg, Brandon, and Alex. All legends. Shout out to Daniel. Not related. You you got any uh, brothers named Daniel? Dan. Got any other Daniel? <laughs> Take that as a no. Uh, shout out to Nathan. Shout out to Two Quick Ski. Shout out to Josh Young, legend. Shout out to Paul, legend. Bro, Paul has been on Whit Babcock's ass. If I don't know who follows Paul on Twitter, I do. Paul be on Whit Babcock's ass. 
Let me tell y'all, I, the tweet could be anything Virginia Tech related, and he bringing a smoke to wit. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Shout out to you, Paul. Shout out to Ben. That's our guy. Shout out to Ben. Type by Ben. Shout out to Nick, Saltwater Preacher, our guy, Legends. Shout out to Marquise, the homie. Shout out to Andrew, the horny. Shout out to Valerie, a queen, legend. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Mary Andrew, my friend, my personal friends. Um, shout out to Kobe and shout out to John. That is your Don V Fridays patrons. Thank y'all for keeping the lights on. Thank y'all for not demanding us to record every fucking week because no. Um, before we get into the Virginia Tech Hokies, let's get into this championship week. It is it's conference championship week. Once again, your Virginia Tech Hokies will, will be at home. Um, your, your, Hokie, your, your Virginia Tech Hokies won't be playing for shit important this year. So give yourselves a round of applause, Hokie fans. Your team ain't playing for shit again. Um, the first game, Friday night. Pac-12 championship game. The 11th ranked Utah Utes versus the number four USC Trojans. If I'm not mistaken, this game is played at uh, Levi's Stadium. I don't know. I think they played at Pac-12 at Levi's. USC is two and a half point favorites. We're going to start with Dan. Who do you got? The 11th ranked Utah Utes. Or uh, number four, USC Trojans. The spread is two and a half in favor of the Trojans. I'm taking, I'm taking the Trojans. Caleb's coming on strong. Lincoln Raleigh's got them boys playing. I'm taking the Trojans. Taking the Trojans. Damn. Damn. Joe, what you got? Yeah, I'm taking USC. Lincoln Riley is normally pretty good in conference championship games. I'm taking them and the points. I mean, two and a half is easy. Drift. Uh, I'm rolling with it, man. USC is on fire. Caleb Williams is probably the best player in college football right now. Uh, have to do it. Also, I just looked up. The game is actually in Las Vegas. I think they just changed it. As oh, two years ago. Uh, last year they played there too. So easy drive for Utah fans. At least not as bad as San Francisco. I'm I'm a roll with USC as well, and um. Year one, USC in the playoff hunt. Like, all they got to do is not fuck this up and they're in the playoffs. Year one for Lincoln Riley. Mm. It would be very Pac-12 with them if they fucked it up, though. I will say that. It would be very Pac-12 with them, and it would be very on-brand for yes. for them to have that let down. But let me just say this, and I said this on Twitter, Tuesday when the rankings came out and people have been mad at me ever since, I was not saying, people, that Virginia Tech could do that in year one for prior. I was saying that on a smaller scale, if, you know, Pratt and his people brought in the right talent, did some moving and some shaking, that Virginia Tech could also be back in short order. Mind you, we don't got to go to the playoffs to make our fans happy. You get these motherfuckers eight wins and a Chick-fil-A sandwich and they'll build your statue. That's all I'm saying, people. Read the whole thread. Yep, and we play in the ACC, which is easier, I would argue. Big 12 championship game. 
We got number 10, K-State, versus number three, TCU. TCU is two and a half point favorites. Drift, what you got shaking out? I think this is where it starts burning down. I got Kansas State beating TCU. Uh, this is going to mm. push Ohio State into the playoffs, and mm. we're going to see two Big Ten teams in the playoffs. Dan. Man, I hope like hell TCU wins because them making Alabama and Ohio State five and six, I'm not trying to get any conspiracy theories, but it's very convenient that Georgia and Michigan are in the playoff and they would have two premier rivalry games as the last two games of the year. Uh, but, mm, man, I'm going with TCU. I think Sonny Dyke's offense gets it done. The defense Sunny has been D. a little suspect, but I think the offense is going to go out there. Is it Duggan? Is that the quarterback? I think they're yeah. going to they're going to get it man. done, man. They're going to they're going to shine in the bright lights. Joe, yeah, I got TCU. Kansas State just gives up way too many points. That's why they're nine and three, not twelve and zero. And they kind of struggle with a quarterback that can use his legs. Duggan's got five rushing touchdowns on the year. I'm going TCU, and they're going to cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover. I'm taking I'm taking TCU as well, but I'm not gonna lie. They look like the ones that will fuck this up. Cause I ain't gonna lie, right now, as it stands, this would be the perfect playoff for college football fans. Yes. Not people in the South, not people here, not people there. As much as you know, SEC is great and all that. This would be the first playoff where like it seems like everybody's represented the midwest the south the texas and the west coast like this would be like the perfect playoff like for it's everybody also, not not three southern teams in ohio state or some shit this kind of goes against the expand the playoff movement because this kind of shows that if you do take care of business you can make it end and like these dynasty yeah. teams do have their down years and they have oh and i nil changing the game yeah so, um, but if they fuck this up, if TCU loses, if USC loses and throws Bama and Ohio State back in, then can't have those arguments. Yeah, yeah. and don't get me wrong, and, and before we even go on to another game, because I've seen a lot of people, they don't want Bama nowhere near this shit. Let me tell y'all why y'all don't want Bama near this shit. Because they could fucking win it. That means no. they're deserving to be at number five or number six. Like, people keep saying, like, oh, why do you keep keeping Bama close? Because you know goddamn well, if Bama gets four, you they can fucking win the whole shit. That means they deserve to be close. That's all I'm saying. Oh, if yeah. TCU and USC are who we say they are, then they should fucking go. I got, I got TCU covering. UCF. Shout out to Gus Marzahn. Any year one for him? UCF? Year two? Year two. Year two. Sorry about that, Gus. UC number 22 UCF versus number 18 Tulane, who's been a great story this year. And the what they play in American, yeah. I want to fuck the conference up. Yep, and this game is at and Tulane too. This is the only conference the game is this at year. Tulane. Yep. This, yeah, at Tulane, which don't they play in Mercedes Benz Superdome? Um, if I'm not no. mistaken, I, no, they play, they, don't, they play, I don't believe so. They have their own they stadium. Got, Tulane got their own shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. Yep. Yolman Stadium. It's in New Orleans, though. 
Damn, homie. Well, Tulane is a four-point favorites. I'll go first on this one. Give me Gus. Give me UCF. Give me the Knights. Joe, what you got? Yeah, I'm going the same. Malzahn's going to pull out trick plays. There ain't no way they're losing to Tulane, man. Dan? Man, uh, I might have to roll with the Tulane, man, at home. No, wait, not a lot, a lot. If it, I'll take, I'll take Gus with the points. Um, I'll take Gus with the points. points. Okay. Is he still getting that Auburn money? He's playing with house money right now. He's getting paid twice. He, I believe he is collecting got, two checks. Yes. Yeah. See, Gus two checks. He coming in there. He taking the points. Drift. Yeah, I'm the only one picking different uh, again. Uh, I'm taking Tulane. I saw that game last week against Cincinnati, and Tulane actually looks really good. Their running attack is insane. Their running back is. Extremely good, so um, I got two lane this one. Green wave. Okay. And the last bullshit championship game before we get into the important people. Uh the ACC, our people. The ACC championship game. Uh you got number nine Clemson. They are seven and a half point favorites versus UNC. UNC has sputtered as of late. The game is played in Charlotte. Virginia Tech ain't played in the goddamn game so much. I'm surprised the shit's still in Charlotte. But uh, which I, uh, let me do this one first because I'm the resident Clemson picker on the show. <laughs> I'm taking Clemson. With you the points? I'm taking Clemson and the points. Um, I have no reason other than I just take Clemson. It's tradition. Uh, Dan, what you got? So, look, man, I, I came on the show the very first week of college football, and we all agreed when we said, oh, we picking Clemson, we doing this again. And then we all picked Clemson because we were doing this again. Well, tonight, on November 30th, 2022, we are once again taking Clemson. Hey, Joe. Yeah, I am not. I think Drake May going to tear him up. Uh, DJU is a fraud. I don't think he's very good. He should go back to playing baseball. I think he's actually going to lose him this game. UNC is going to upset Clemson and make it shake a little bit. Drift? Yeah, I'm going Clemson on this one. I think they're going to beat the shit out of UNC, honestly. I don't think it's going to be close. The UNC is going to look really good in this game because they match well with those blue seats in uh, Carolina Stadium, and that's where they should be sitting. Yeah, man. Shout out to Clemson, man. Clemson Clemson been making me look crazy the last couple weeks. Now the big boys. We're going to start with the SEC championship game. I think that becomes on first. Number 14, LSU. Shout out to Brian Kelly, your leprechaun fuck. Made the SEC championship game in his first year at LSU, won the SEC West. Number 14, LSU takes on number one, George, and the Mercedes-Benz. George Dome, Mercedes-Benz, whatever the fuck. Mercedes sponsored them. Um, George is 17 and a half point favorites. Drift, who are you taking? Uh, Georgia with the points. Mm, blowout city for drift. Blowout Joke. city. 
Yeah, they send in Brian Kelly back home to his family. And they they definitely cover him, man. Georgia's gonna spank him. That's a home game for them, basically. I think Georgia, I think yeah. LSU has sort of that sneaky, like be the relevant year. Um, and I think they just caught a lot of teams at the wrong time. But I, I really don't think they're actually that good. I think they're gonna get exposed. Man, look, man. Georgia beating that fucking ass, bro. Um I LSU has won some games this year, and you could say they're a good team, but I don't ever I have not been sold on LSU one time this year. And I think they're definitely um, out of their out of their element in this one. They're out of their range, out of their depth. Kirby Smart is going to run a clinic on Brian Kelly, and the Georgia Bulldogs are marching to the college football playoff with the SEC title in hand. You taking the points, Blow City. Hell yeah, blow them out, run it up. I'm the only one different, man. Get, give me them points. I think I think Brian Kelly keeps it close. I think he coaches for us. I think he puts on a coaching masterpiece. I think Georgia wins it close, uh, maybe by ten or some shit. But I think I thought I think I think Brian Kelly's coming in there with some shit. I really do. Um, we shall see though. But I think I think Georgia wins the game ultimately. This isn't the first time they've played each other either as coaches. Didn't Georgia just recently go up to Notre Dame a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, they did they did a home at home. Yeah. Which I believe Georgia won both. But yeah, but it was close. It was close. It was, but uh, but that's what I'm saying. And Brian Kelly is now armed with similar talent. Georgia stacked a little different, but he's armed with better talent than he had at Notre Dame. Let right. me say that. These Georgia Last, teams are also better, so it probably evens out. Yeah, last but not least, the Big Ten championship game, Purdue versus number two, Michigan. Michigan coming off the – they had won in Columbus since, like, 2000 or some shit. Yeah, literally 2000. Since 2000. And they beat Ohio State by double digits. All they have to do is win this game, and they are back in the playoff. They are 16-and-a-half point. Favorites, Joe. What do you guys shaking out? Big Ten championship. Yeah, man, it's all blue over here, man. Purdue, they're really not that good of a team. It would be like a coastal team making the championship game. You know, they're getting blown out. Drift. Um. So, I'm actually gonna take Purdue spread on this. I think Michigan's gonna have Mm. one of those scary games where they freak their fans out. and then just win it in the fourth quarter. So uh, after a big win, could be a little bit of a hangover against a, a pretty mediocre opponent. So I think Purdue will keep it a little close. Dan? Man, go blue. The Wolverines are going to be hard balling in the Big Ten championship game. They're going to put it on Purdue. I'm taking the points. I'm taking J.J. McCarthy. And uh, Kay McNamara, uh, don't forget about Blacksburg and your transfer portal decision. Thanks. Yeah, Kay, the back, Kay McNamara is in the portal. I think I seen his note drop today. I'm also taking Michigan, but I think it's going to be – I'm taking the points too, but I think it's going to be a sneaky blowout. Like, it's going to be nasty for three quarters and then pick six here, yeah. such and such there. It gets freaky at the end. So, this uh, – most people here have – USC making the playoff. I think we all pick USC, correct? Yep. To win the game. 
We did. I think Drift. I think Drift had TCU losing. I did. So the rest of us would have TCU making the playoff, and Michigan and Georgia would make the playoff. So Drift, the question to you is, if TCU was to lose, obviously, who was number four? USC. USC would probably go to three. Who would get that fourth and final playoff spot? Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, or other? Who would you have? Oh, man. I feel like you, they're going to have to go Ohio State because Ohio State only has one loss. But you could make the case for Alabama as well. Uh, I think they're just going to go with Ohio State because that will be the easiest one to sell. Plus, you have C.J. Stroud in there. So, Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud plus J.J. McCarthy in Georgia in a playoff. I think a lot of people would be happy about that. Yeah. I think America is tied to Alabama. There's Alabama fatigue. Um, but that said, two loss Bama probably could still win the natty. I ain't even gonna hold. I feel like you the only know way that, yeah. you know that motherfucker Nick Saban is. If if USC and TCU lose, I could see that being the case for sure. Um and Bama versus Georgia. <laughs> as the one to four matchup would be insane. Them just going at it. That would be probably the championship right there. That would be fun. Let me ask y'all a question though. So how come yes, Alabama with two losses would be the one, but Tennessee only has two losses too, right? And they beat the shit out of Alabama. So why wouldn't it be Tennessee? Because Tennessee lost to South Carolina. And got shit on. Yeah. Also, if you look at the team right now, they're not as good. Them. They lost their quarterback. Just yeah, I think they think that. Yeah, yeah. pending on now, so you're right. I wouldn't want to see that, but you know, I feel like the 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 playoff committee definitely factors in like the entire team who's hurt, who's in. Like they definitely take that into oh, consideration. Yeah. So they're not oh, just gonna throw you them got in, fucked you know. for Ohio State again in the playoffs, bro. They might right. The other thing about that too, if both USC and TCU lose, uh, we would just get another rematch of Ohio State Michigan. That'd so be you'd, you'd have the Big Ten championship again, and then you'd have another SEC championship again. So, opinion, if that would happen, I think Ohio State gets dusted again. I would have to disagree, man. You can only get Ohio State so much, and Michigan has crumbled under pressure way too many times. Yeah, they're hot right now, but I got to see them win it all before I'm fully bought in. Yeah, so that's that's championship week. Something that uh, us Virginia Tech fans don't know nothing about. Um, people that's playing for shit. But speaking of our Hokies, the twenty twenty two season is unfortunately over. The Hokies went three and eight. Now it's funny we got our guests on because uh, one of our guests had an eight win floor. <laughs> When no, it was, it was a ceiling. It was an eight. It was an eight-win ceiling. I'm talking about Joe. I lied my ass off, and I enjoyed doing it. <laughs> Wait, Joe uh, said eight floor. He yeah, said I mean, eight sorry about win floor. Jesus Christ, Joe. Well, that was before I knew who was good and who wasn't. Joe was out there on the Kool Aid all off season. I was. <laughs> I was on the Hopium. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, we all lied. You know, I think, you know, me and Drift had six wins. Six wins. Six, six. I think most Hokie fans had six to seven wins, right? 
most of us. Yeah, I'd say that the majority, yeah. if you average it out, was probably seven wins. J.K. Shields came on here and said four wins. Still now, lied. <laughs> hey. He was the closest. <laughs> he was, he was by the closest. far the closest. He told the he, hey, he still like hey, I ain't gonna lie. I thought JK was crazy when he was rattling off all those losses, but so did he I. Got them all, he got them all right except for Liberty. Look, man, I'm gonna be honest. We went three and eight this year, and I went to every game but North Carolina, Pitt, and Duke. And I had the most fun I've had in my life as a Virginia Tech fan. Mine is like the outcome of the game because everything else, like the tailgate, meeting up with people, networking with people from the pod. Like, I had a great time this year. But, unfortunately, the results on the field did not match the vibes off the field. Yeah, off the field, the fans, I was going to do their goddamn job. It's the motherfuckers in uniform that don't be doing their job. And that leads to the losing. And at least all the other shit. But that said, we were last. This is the last season of the Coastal Conference and the Virginia Tech Hokies, who used to be the kings, the Coastal Kings. If we weren't good for shit else, we knew we was going to win the Coastal. We finished last in the final edition of the Coastal Division. Hey. The Hokies averaged on offense 19.7 points per game. They scored 27 touchdowns. 27 all year. Let me just say on a wild night in Lubbock, them motherfuckers might get 27 in one night. Uh 27 in one year sounds crazy in 2022. Um we averaged 203.3 pass yards per game, had nine passing touchdowns as a team, not just grand everybody, which was everybody. Nine interceptions as a team. We averaged 110 rush yards per game, 15 touchdowns. That's everybody. We averaged 3.1 yards per carry as a team. Everybody. Any motherfucker that carried the ball. That's everybody. That's everybody's numbers towards the common pot. That was a shitty ass offense, um, to say the least. Where are you, you guys? Where are y'all at? With Tyler Bowen, we'll start with Drift. We'll have a roundtable discussion on a lot of shit. Tyler Bowen, Drift, how you feeling? Fire, fire, or I mean, obviously, I think Brent Price said every coach is Teflon this year, so yeah, we're not nobody's firing. Nobody's going them. anymore. Nobody's um, going anywhere. But if you had the power, uh, Tyler Bowen, hire, I mean, fire or raise or whatever. If I had the power, I would probably fire him. Um, what I don't, I mean, if you're looking at it where the team's at right now, I just, I think they need to do a better job in the transfer market. I think they need to get players that can play. And we haven't really seen them do well in the transfer market yet or recruiting. I mean, if you look at the transfer class last year, I mean, they brought in Wells, who was underwhelming. Um, they brought in Gosnell from UNC, who didn't do shit on offense, couldn't get open. Um, they're just, they're struggling in that sense. So if they turn it around, with these transfers in the next couple of months, I might have a different opinion, but um, they need to, they need to really start doing stuff on the field um, with recruiting. Cause it's just uh, the politics have worked so far until the game started getting played, but we need to see more. So if it was up to me, I'd fire him, but obviously they're not going to go that route this early on. I, I get it. I understand where you're coming from. Joe. Yeah. I'm actually okay with Bowen. I think outside of 
situational play calling and being predictable at times. I'm all right with him. The scheme looks pretty good. I always go back and watch the games. I've seen some of the all 22 tape and there's guys running wide open down the field. Like they scheme guys open and there's times that if we block the right guy or if we just actually hit the hole, we would have big runs. So I think Tyler Bowen's offense requires, he requires dudes, man. He, he needs players that can play and he needs more talent for the type of offense he runs. He don't have the smoke and mirrors. He's not going to run a ton of trick plays. He's just going to line up and beat you head to head. Yeah. My problem though, is like when you say he needs dudes, like he brought in Grant Wells. I mean, like that's who they, no. those are, you know, the, uh, Wells the, and Jason Brown committed before uh, Tyler Bowen was hired. That's fair. That's fair. But that's yeah. Bowen offense. didn't come in till like January. And that yeah, is a bit. That, that is a big difference too. It's like we hired Pry back in November. Now it's been just. It was just a year. A couple of days ago. A year ago. We couldn't get yeah. an offensive coordinator for a while. It was a month after Wells and Brown committed on December 10th that they hired Bowen. So he didn't even get to really pick his own quarterback or pick the players he thought would fit the offense from the portal. So I don't think he was playing with a full deck. Right. Dan, what's your Tyler Bowen? You firing him? No, I'm not firing him. But, um, I mean, obviously I'd like to see what happens with some talent upgrade. But regardless of the talent factor, uh, I like the scheme for the most part, but a lot of the um, predictiveness, needs to stop like we need to change that up like there's no need to run every time on first down like they knew or like there were certain situations like where like we got the ball within our own three and they just basically punted on this on the on the drive because they would just run it up the middle three times like I thought that we had like there could have been more outside runs or could have been some more like wheel routes with Bryce Duke or Sean King like so there could have been other things we could have done to help out um, the offense on his end, uh, obviously he can't control like quarterback play, like throwing late or not seeing the open guy or stuff like that. But um, there definitely needs to be some work on the play calling and situational play calling. Yeah, and and me, I'm not really a blame the OC guy. Uh, it takes a lot for me to go there. Um, I wouldn't fire Tyler Bowen, but I'd tell him, hey, bro, hey, man. Like Drew said, is it your his uh scheme needs talented players in it? I think they came into this situation like, okay, we should be better than everybody we're playing. Get open, block people, and our receiving group was like, nah, we don't do all that getting open shit. No, um, thank God, Taylor Smith, even though he can't get open, he can catch. Um, so. That that was pretty much the offense. Uh, they would find some running every now and then, and Caleb Smith would make two or three great catches, and that was the offense. Uh, I would tell Tyler Bowen, uh, you're not fired, but uh, hey, man, tighten up. Yeah, I mean, especially since Pry is such a defensive guy. I mean, with Fuente, you knew his – I mean, you knew he was involved with the offense, but here it's kind of like if you're a defensive guy, you're giving the reins to the offensive coordinator more than – our past staff did so um probably needs to help close some deals on some much better players and you can't let them sit and develop for five years I and mean, we have to go out and get players now so this yeah, next couple of months is gonna be 
It's gonna be important. Yeah, man. Pratt was talking about them tough conversations, and uh, that's my favorite part. To get these mother. Okay, before I even get go in on that, let's start with Joe. How many tough conversations do you expect? And how many tough conversations do you want Brett Pratt to have with these players? Yeah, so I think the total that you got to get to to free up enough numbers for the recruits coming in and to get the 10 to 15 portal guys we need, you got to go 30 to 35. Okay, 35 conversations? Yeah, I think I'll probably have 30, and I would like to see 35. Dan, how many conversations? 40. 40 conversations. Love it. 40 conversations. 40 conversations. Drift, how many conversations? Um, I really don't care as long as you bring people in after they leave. Like, bring better players in. Um, so if you get 10 blue chip players, great. If you, if you let 30 guys walk and you don't get shit for it, then I'll have a problem. So just get players. Like, get players that can play. You don't need that many of them. We need a quarterback. So if they get one great quarterback, That'll be a lot for me. This is my I thing. Mean, Sorry. Oh, um, no, go ahead. No, do you think? If you if you are older than a sophomore on this team and it hasn't worked out for you with Foo or with Prize and your staff, then thank you for your time. But maybe you should continue your eligibility elsewhere and we will help you find that situation if you need help doing so. Because – the younger dudes like Monsoor, like guys like that, like you could tell that they hadn't developed bad habits maybe from previous regime or whatever it was. Like they, they developed mentally, they, they looked like they, they played football well. So I would rather run it up, even if you can't replace all 35, 40 people that you help transfer. I mean, at least the, the younger kids um, that are pl- – they played better. Like they didn't have the habits. Uh, it's They're more – teachable at this point I think I would rather run it out there with them than to run it back with the same people and have the same thing happen so Pry personally said he had 33 to 34 meetings scheduled over the next couple of days mm. regarding conversations like that so mm. you guys might be nailing it Pry said get the buck listen for me personally I need Brent Pry to have 25 difficult conversations 25 difficult conversations. If you are a COVID junior, UPS is hiring. If you are a COVID senior, UPS is hiring. If you are a seventh year player, UPS is hiring. It's Christmas time. We need drivers. My, what's our guy, Ike? Ike needs coworkers. Shout out to Ike. If you've been for if you've been in Virginia Tech since Trump was in office, UPS is hiring. To the boys that don't get on the field. I ain't talking about starters and shit. But if you but, but listen, bruh. UPS need help, bruh. Go ahead. What's, what can Brown do for you? Because Maroon ain't did shit for you. Let's get to these awards. This is the happy part of the show. Um, we're going to give out some awards. Um, 
Some of you motherfuckers won't ever touch an all ACC team. So getting the award on Don V Fridays is your hood Oscar. You're welcome. <laughs> We're going to start with the coach of the year. Brent Pratt is exempt, obviously. So this goes to position coaches. We're going to start with Drift, who is Drift's coach of the year. Cheetah, for sure. Going straight for it. Uh, coach Cheetah. Coach Cheetah coached my defensive MVP, who we will get to soon. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys all have the same opinions there. Uh, but I just think – I think the cornerbacks played pretty well this year. I think we got some young guys that he's playing that are playing pretty well. Um, and all the other coaches were fucking disappointing. So, there you go. Dan? Man, you already know. Derek Cheetah Jones, baby. Secondary – oh, the, the Cheetahs look good this year. Um, Dorian was doing his job, minus a couple plays, but you're going to get got if you're on an island. And uh, Monsoor came in. He did well. Shout out Chapman. He had a very bad injury for like three quarters of the season. I thought he played pretty well from having the injury that he had. Uh, yeah, man, even the DBs, uh, Jalen, uh, the safeties like Jalen Stroman, you know, he mm -hmm. played pretty well when he was in there. So, like, uh, shout out Prelude. Uh, you doing your thing mm -hmm. out there, man. I'm glad you were around. You were a great hokey. You were a great pro. Now you're a good coach. So yeah, I gotta give it to Cheetah and honorable mention to Chris Marr for that for that defense he cooked up against Liberty in the last game of the year, proving that he is indeed gonna be okay as defensive coordinator. Uh Liberty had future UPS workers on that team. Uh Liberty's a team he's supposed to beat 60 to nothing, but okay, whatever. Shout out to Marr. Uh Joe, uh what you got? Yeah, it's Derek Cheetah Jones for me. If you look at his position group it's probably one of the few on the team that actually got better as the year went on. They actually developed and kept finding ways to get stops and make plays at the critical times of the game. So I think his group kind of grew up in front of our eyes a little bit. And I thought they did a good job, man. Yeah. I, I, it, it, Cheetah is the unanimous coach of the year. According to Don V. Fridays and Tales from the Terra Dome, Cheetah, you might not win the Frank Bros Award ever in your life. Let me be the one to say it. Let me be the let me be the one to say it to you, Chief. You might not ever win the shit, but guess what? According to TTD and DVF, you are the Virginia Tech Coach of the Year. Take a bow, sir. And you gave motherfuckers wings too. Shout outs to you, bruh. I ain't gonna lie to you. I saw Texas Tech on your resume. I got scared as hell, but no. <laughs> you did your goddamn thing, Chief. We see you. Most improved player of the year. This means this was a motherfucker that we thought was dead in the water. Career over with. Get your ass in the portal. But come to find out, well, motherfucker snapped back. We're gonna start with Joe. Who is Joe Rogers, most improved player of the year? Ooh, man, this is kind of a tough one, man. Just because, like, a lot of the older dudes didn't get any better as the year went on. but <laughs> They got worse. <laughs> yeah, I got to go Garbit, man. Okay. It's Garbit for me. And he kind of sealed the deal against Liberty as well and finished mm -hmm. off his career on a good note, you know. So it's got to be Garbit for he me. He had a great Boston College game, too. Yeah, yeah, he. I thought he bounced back this year, and everybody that's hating on JC Price, man, y'all need to 
just chill out a little bit, man. Smoke some. No, nah, I'm, I'm gonna continue to hate on that nigga because what the fuck, JC? But yeah, garbage. Shout outs. <laughs> yeah, it's garbage. Dan, man, shout out garbage, bro. You know you're a friend of the show, but uh, you know who I'm saying, bro. Uncle Dan in the building is Caleb Smith. Caleb performed better than any of y'all thought he was going to. And you have to admit that. I mean, did he improve, though? When he had the opportunities, he he made it count. Did he improve or did he just get more targets? Because it ain't like his game changed. Mm, I mean, it could have been. The stats were better than previously. Um, Could have went to him more, in my opinion. There were several games. Where he was catching them, I'd have been like, I'm gonna keep feeding them until they prove that they can stop it. But they went away from it. Um, it's not Caleb. It's definitely it's definitely garbage. I, thought I, respect, he did his, I respect it. I respect it. I thought he did his thing. But yeah, shout out Caleb, man. Okay, so okay, so okay, so Caleb. Okay, Drift, who you get? Um, it's not a guy that we thought might have transferred, but um, exceeded expectations for sure. In my opinion, I think Jalen Stroman. So. He was okay, our okay. midseason defensive MVP. He led the team okay. in tackles for a while. Um, I think he played a lot more than people thought, and I think he held his own. So improved in coverage, improved tackling. I think he's going to be one of the focal points of our defense moving forward. So shout out Baby Stroke. It's funny. It's funny because it's like we somebody just said Ricky's name, and then like you got like the 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 paradox of of like Ricky takes because Ricky's not a big Kayla Smith fan. Wasn't. A big Kayla Smith fan, but he's a huge Jalen Strowman fan. So yeah, like, yeah, he passed the torch. So it's like the 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 the, the spe- ghost the Ricky of Ricky's spectrum. past. The ghost <laughs> of Ricky. I had Keyshawn King for most improved. Keyshawn King is a player where I think for the last two off seasons we all was put his ass in the portal our damn selves. Like, yeah, man, go ahead and save your career, man. Get away, go, K ass. And uh no, he stayed. He's been grinded, and he proved himself to be a weapon in the past game. Um, Bowen isn't the most creative OC, so he just was like, run out to the flat. You know, he ain't how much for him in the past game, but Keyshawn King proved himself to be a weapon. He's definitely, I think he has eligibility left. Um, if he don't leave, we can use him. Uh, don't leave us. I have Keyshawn King, so I think we all got different. I think we all got different people. Um, so, shout out to all you improved motherfuckers. Thank you. Newcomer of the year for offense. I think this one's gonna be unanimous, but we're gonna start with Drift this time. Who is your newcomer of the year? Now, it doesn't have to be a freshman; it could be a first-time starter. Um, but who is the, your newcomer of the year? Um, I'm gonna go with Daquan Wright for this one. Like, uh, nice, nice freshman addition that is uh, definitely gonna stick around for the while. Hopefully, we get to use him more. And uh, I think he's got the brightest future of the young guys we saw. So he's mine. Dan, it's a tie for me between Daquan Wright and Bryce Duke. I know Bryce Duke's uh, opportunities were limited, but when he was in. He showed that he can really be a player out here. And uh, Daquan Wright was definitely a force on offense when he was used. And when he got in the game, he definitely made a difference. And he was a focal point. 
and uh, defenses are going to have to respect him moving forward because he's only going to get better. Joe. Yeah, it's clearly Daquan, right? Catches the ball really good, gets downfield fast. Yeah, that's an easy one. Daquan, right? It's unanimous. It's a sweep. Fix some fumbles, nigga. Newcomer of the year <laughs> on defense. Newcomer of the year on defense. I, I think we got another sweep. Oh, we got another sweep. Know. We got it's a sweep, right? It's a sweep. It's, it's a sweep. It's Monsoor Delane yeah. all day. Monsoor Delane. Hey, bring your brother, bro. Bring your <laughs> yeah. Man. Tell that man. <laughs> Come play. Come play in Blacksburg. Yeah, Monsoor Delane. We can save some time on that one. Biggest surprise. It could be good or bad. Biggest surprise. Um, for me, obviously. Oh, let me let me let me let me set the stage. Let me set the stage. Biggest, the stage. biggest, biggest surprise. Without saying obviously, we all surprised they went three and eight. It could be a player. It could be a moment. It could be a game. Whatever. Biggest surprise of the year. I'll start. I'll start this with off, and I'll say the development of Kelly Lawson was a big surprise to me. Um, I didn't think that. I mean, by Liberty game, he was everywhere. He was he was on his shit. He was snapping. Um, he went from a kid that was a wide receiver, right, under Fuente and them, to move back to defense. And uh, Pry is doing something with him. Pry, Marv, the crew. I'm a I'm a swing it to Dan. Biggest surprise. Biggest surprise for me. Player-wise, would have been the lack of success and just just the way that Grant Wells played for me. Okay. Um, biggest surprise moment might have been when Love faked that uh, that field goal and got the first down against Liberty because we hadn't seen anything like that all year. And then I was like, "Oh man, this kicker got wheels." And then I was like, "I was just impressed that we, you know, we we went for it." Joe. Yeah, the biggest surprise to me is, like, what happened to Peter Moore. Like, mm. he just kind of turned into a different player. I don't know if he was hurt, having hip flexor issues or what, but, like, it looked different this year than last year, especially, like, as the season went on. I don't know if it was having to punt so much because the oh, offense was working. Out or what the deal was. Drip. So I got a, I got a tie. My I got one for the defense, one for the offense. My offensive one is our. I was so surprised of our inability to run the football after hiring Joe Rudolph. Um, mm. I thought that was going to be better than how better than what it was, you know, for what it's worth. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I was surprised how much we rotated players. Like I felt like our personnel, almost every single play was so much different. I mean, we how many linebackers we saw this year, and edge rushers. And, Different tackles and uh, different safeties. I felt like the safeties were switching almost the whole game, uh, which is kind of odd to me. I've never seen that before. I wonder if it was just because they were trying to get different looks at players, or if it was to keep people fresh. But yeah, I think um, curious to see how that pans out. Yeah, I think it was definitely more of a trying to see who can who can hang and who can't type of thing. Like, let's see who's the best player to play here at this point. Yeah. Yes, sir. So that those are the biggest surprises outside of the obvious three win season because none of us saw that shit coming. Offensive MVP. I'm gonna start this one off. It's Caleb Smith. 
It's Kayla. So I will hey. be a hater. I, I thought be a, a hater. I will be a hater. I would be a hater if if I sat here and said it's not Kayla Smith. Like that would be some fuck shit. Shout out to Kayla Smith. You are my MVP of the offense. Um, let's swing it to Drift. Same thing. I think we're bringing out the brooms here. Joe. Yeah, that's an easy one. That's Caleb Smith. Dan. Man, it's Caleb Smith. Yeah, it's Caleb Smith, TTD alumni. Uh I said. And I've said millions of times, Kayla Smith runs routes with boots on. He runs routes with Crocs on. He's not a route runner. But him, him with more targets, more opportunities, emerging into, you know, basically being like a baby Kuma out there because Kuma didn't really get open a lot either. Shout out, hey, don't fuck me up, bro. But he caught everything. If you threw it to him, he was gonna catch it. No matter it could be it could be 16 motherfuckers on him. He's gonna catch it. So, you know. Uh and and that's that's Kayla Smith. And um we, we you know there, there was that situation with his pops and Mr. Smith, we love you, we respect you, King. I would never your beef is with JK Shields, not me. God bless you. God bless Caleb. He is Davi Friday's slash TTD offensive MVP. Other Virginia Tech Hokies. Defensive MVP gonna be a little bit more spicy. It's gonna take a little bit more thought. It's gonna take a little bit more intellect. We're gonna start it off with Joe this time. Joe Rogers. Yeah. Who is your defensive MVP? This is still an easy one, man. It's Mount Sword of Lane. Mm. No Dax. Nah, I lied about that one. <laughs> Drift, who is your defensive MVP? I said earlier, uh Mansoor. He is the most valuable player on the defense in terms of NIL and future uh, future money. Give it all to him. He's the guy. Keep him in Blacksburg. He's the only thing we really saw on the defense that's like bona fide star player for the future. So he's my guy. Dan. That's my sort of lane, man. He, he just, I mean, number two corner in the ACC, number 35 in the nation as a freshman. Didn't have any camp, really, because he had a broken collarbone. Came right into play, and he just he made a difference on his side of the field. Yeah, I'm going to say man sort of lane, but I'm going I'm to let him share it. I'm going to let him share it. I'm going to let him share it with Taiwan Garbutt because – when Garbutt played at his best, we was a different defense. Um, obviously, Garbutt, Lord knows the litany of injuries he fought through his entire career. I don't want to give Garbutt like the lifetime achievement MVP or whatever, but it kind of is that too, though. I'm going to be all the way real. It's kind of the lifetime achievement award too. But like I said, Garbutt at his peak, the defense, the whole defense played different. Whole defense played different. Uh, everybody. So it's it's a man sort of lane sweep still, but I'm 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 letting them share. Last but not least, best unit. Now this is a two part because it's offense and defense. I think defense is going to be a sweep, but offense. 
Who was the best unit on offense? QBs, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, offensive line. We'll start with Drift this time. Oh, boy. Best unit on offense. Oh, oh man. Offense, probably have to go running backs. Uh, I was thinking maybe if it's not running backs, maybe tight ends, um, just because they went a little deep. But um, I wouldn't say wide receivers. I wouldn't say offensive line for sure. Wouldn't say quarterback either. So definitely, definitely running back for me. Uh, I think it was the deepest, at least that we had. At least we had multiple options. Um, King had his moments. Holston had his moments. We all know uh, Malachi Thomas is the best of the group, but he didn't really get to play because he was injured. So running backs for me. Dan? I'm going to go running backs. Um, running backs are tight ends. I'm kind of a drift on that one. Uh, we got robbed a little bit, I think, on the running back group. Because you know Malachi wasn't healthy all year, and Sean Sean King kept getting banged up. But uh, Bryce Duke is definitely the future of that group for for sure. So I'm gonna go running backs. So Dan, Joe. just a quick question: what oh, what about Bryce Duke? Uh, do you do you really do you really stamp? Like, what do you see that that makes you sell out? Because at least all, all all I saw was that one that one play. Just the athleticism and the ability out there. I think he has good vision. He didn't really get a chance to show it, but uh, when he did, I mean, he won all Metro in the DMV, and you you don't win that if you're not a baller. So, man, none of that shit matters. Everybody was all something before they got the tech. Trust me. But yeah, shout out to Bryce Duke, Dan, uh, Joe, best unit. Yeah, I'm going running backs. They single-handedly won two out of the three games that we won this year for us. Uh, you can give Keyshawn King the Boston College game win, and you can give Jalen Holston the Liberty game win. And just to y'all's point about Bryce Duke, what makes him special, he is one cut and go. And he's got just next-level vision. He catches the ball well in the backfield and runs good routes, too. Yeah, and I, and I'm gonna complete the sweep and say running backs, the running back uh, position, the running back room, they did the damn thing. They were the best unit. Quarterbacks, oh my fucking god, don't even get me started on them. Wide receivers, don't even get me started on them. Offensive line, yuck. So yeah, I think uh, I think the best unit on defense is a clean sweep. DBs, we ain't gonna waste time on that. The final award, the MVP. He can play offense, defense, special teams. Who was the MVP of the 2022 Virginia Tech season? We'll start with Joe Rogers. Yeah, I'm going Monsoor Delay, man. Being on an island like that, difficult position to play, especially in college, first year, a true freshman. It's got to be Monsoor Delane and Tucker Holloway as honorable mention. Hey, uh, okay, time out. Relax. You got to relax. <laughs> you got to relax. It was 11 goddamn games. 11 games. Got to have a hot take here and there. That was a spice. That was a molten lava take. That motherfucker <laughs> had one game. One he was an MVP of one game. <laughs> <laughs> he ran like Forrest Drip. Gump and sold out <laughs> Joe Rogers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sold. Sold on Tucker Holloway, man. Drift, uh, my, who, who is the MVP? 
Uh, I think it's got to be Caleb Smith for me. Um, I get the okay. Mansoor Delane stuff, but I think Caleb Smith had the biggest plays. I think he came through uh, with some of the toughest plays, and I think he did it for most of the games, whereas Mansoor kind of came on a little later in the season. He did give mm-hmm. up some plays here and there, so I can't stamp him as, like, our MVP yet. But um, Caleb Smith, he made, some, he made some great catches. He made some great catches so. Dan, MVP of the team. Uh, MVP was Monsor Delane, man. He's the future uh, so, of, mm-hmm. of, of the defense. He's going to make a that difference. Man. The future of the defense and probably Virginia Tech. Um, it's on me. Um, I know if y'all been following me on Twitter, I think y'all know where I'm going with this one. The MVP of the 2022 Hokies is definitely Bob Schick. There was nobody else better. Um, hey, shout out to you, Bob Schick. My. No, fuck out of here. It's not, it's not Bob Schick. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Um, it, it's Kayla Smith. Hey, Kayla Smith, bro. If, if, if you decide to come back, whatever. But if you leave, hey, listen, bro. Can't a lot of people do what you did, bro? Going from walk on. Well, actually, at Virginia Tech, a lot of people can't go from walk on to starter, but shit. And a lot of other P5s, a lot of people can't do that shit. So take a bow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out Caleb. I was about to say, a lot of people can't go from P5 to starter, but at Virginia Tech, all dreams are possible. I bet you Tyler Matheny somewhere probably collecting some NIL. And one of the worst offenses of all time, he made basically all of our plays. Outside of some breakaway yeah. runs. Yeah, outside of the runs, yeah, he made all the fucking plays. Before we get out of here, we got some news. We got some notes. DJ Harvey uh entered his name into the transfer portal. God God speed, God bless. Um thoughts, concerns. 32 to go. Yeah, just good luck. Oh uh, man, nah. DJ, shout out DJ, man. I talked to him on Saturday. I gave him his what? I, yeah, I wished him well, man. I told him, you know, I told him some things. But, uh, yeah, man, salute to him. I hope he finds a spot that works out for him. Dan out here running for mayor. Any any predictions? Um, you think he goes back west? Yeah, for sure. I think he goes to uh, probably, probably back to the Pac-12. Pac-12? Yeah. I just feel like it make the most sense for him, but it, it, it's got to be hard. Um, go, going from the West Coast, and we 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 traditionally don't get a lot of West Coast athletes. We don't even get a lot of people like West of Texas. Um, so it's got to be culture shock going from like L.A. area to like Middle America. Like I know we think of Virginia as something else, but like most of most of America look at Virginia as like, you know, like a flower, not a flower state, but like you go through Virginia to get to New York or Florida. You know, so shout outs to DJ Harvey. Um seemed like a cool guy, you know. We don't we don't wish no bad on no kids. Yeah, I can't um, say I didn't really know him, but I knew his parents on Twitter. They seem nice. Yes, definitely good people. Any other Hokies in the portal that I'm unaware of? I, I only seen DJ Harvey. No, Not just, yet. Just him as of right now. Nobody knows. Yeah, we don't do predictions on here. We only do official. 
Um, so that's it for Don V Fridays, man. We want to thank Dan and I Joe have some news. Oh, go ahead. Uh if uh in terms of podcasts and our rookie campaign, we on Spotify are in the top five percent globally of shared content on their app. So thank you to everybody who listens, shares, supports, including Drift and Don. We love you. We couldn't do it without you. We do it for you. We appreciate you. We'll share content. Like, what do you mean, share content? Podcasts. Like, all their podcasts were in the top 5% of shared. Okay. Hey, that's great. Hey, look, y'all been grinding. That's what happens. Y'all be grinding. When you grind, that's what comes back. Yeah, I would love to check ours, but good shit, guys. I, I don't think we can because um, I think it's technically under sports drink on Spotify. So, mm. yeah, we on the sports. The world drink. may we, never we, know. The white man on our shit. <laughs> hey, 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 y'all, y'all, y'all official in the streets. That's all that matters. You, you authentic out here. So, you good. Oh, we gave, oh, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. We gave, listen, we laid the blueprint. We laid the we laid the foundation. Like I listen to all. I don't listen to everybody, but I listen to just. I I just read Twitter, and I just see the Don V lingo all over the place. I, I I'm in the group chats, and I see the Don V lingo all over the place. I know we left our mark. Uh, so I don't care about no. I don't give a fuck about no numbers. I, I know the impact of Dunby Friday on Virginia Tech as a whole. So I'm always good. Uh, anything anybody got to say left to the people before yeah. we sign off? Yeah, I got something to get off, man. Uh, mm-hmm. First off, I got to tell Drift for a big thank you for helping us this year. A lot of people don't know, but Drift actually made our intro for our podcast. And he actually helped us get a couple episodes off, helped us get on Apple when we we're having issues with them. So a lot of people don't know, but Drift out there doing the dirty work, and he helped us a lot this year. So thank hey, no you, Drift. problem, man. Thought I could help out. Drift saved VT podcasting, bro. He saved yeah. Dovey Fridays. He helped start VTB. Not helped start it, but he got helped, 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 get the, helped get the wheels turning. Hey, yeah, man, I'm, just, I'm just trying Drift to support. Is integral, you know? Drift is an integral. I hope I said that shit right. <laughs> a very important piece of the puzzle. Um, that's why I was like, even though the season's over, hey, shit, Drift got to go to the motherland. He got yeah, to go to Blacksburg huge. this year, and I was so happy to see Drift get the same love, you know, that everybody else get because Drift's important out here, man. Yeah, you know, we linked up. We linked up. Yeah, yeah. It, so it really, wouldn't be for without you know. Twitter and the podcast, but really, you know, starting on Twitter and getting to know everybody first and then, you know, being able to do the podcast and everything that led to being able to go to Blacksburg. It was all, it's been a lot of time in the making. I remember in high school following Vito and just, you know, it's been a long time. It's been like five or six years that um, has led up to this, but, you know, I just like supporting you guys. It's a great community. And um, I think Virginia Tech is an awesome, you know, Twitter atmosphere in general. So 
this is great that we can act, we can do this shit and keep it going. And, you know, we got this little network of podcasts and great content coming out. You guys are doing your thing, getting your, your interviewers going. So just keep pumping interviews out here. I know, I know, I know, I know some listeners like, God damn, get a room. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like that, man. Hey, shout out, shout out Boundary Corner Podcast, man. Curtis, Brian, we see y'all. We, hey, Boundary Corner, we see you. Um, I'm a, I'm a keep it all the way a buck. The season is over. Donvi Fridays is about to get a hell of a lot more inconsistent. I ain't gonna hold. Not non-existent. It's about to get a hell of a lot more inconsistent, bro. I'm about to be out here chilling, big chilling. I ain't yeah. gonna hold. Uh, I don't watch basketball. I don't watch hoop like that, bro. If Virginia Tech plays somebody that I want to watch, hoop, we'll cover that. If not, fuck it. I ain't gonna hold y'all, bro. Patrons, stay strong. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> fuck with us, bro. We still got coming, man. I appreciate y'all, bro. <laughs> Hey, thanks for coming yeah, on, thank boys. You we very appreciate much it. for coming on, bro. Hey, Hell we've yeah. Been, uh, Anytime. We've been, contact, we've been in contact with Willie Byrne, man. We're trying to set up a Willie Byrne interview, man. Y'all would hey, love boys. to hear that. Yeah, we're trying to set us a hey, Willie Byrne. I got Cody Janelle coming on uh, Monday. Cody Janelle, man. Big, big licks. Yeah, Cody, sir. Co- Cody, Cody, big licks. Cody, Janelle. big licks. <laughs> Cody, big licks, Janelle coming on TTB. <laughs> The Jacque Aline episode dropped yet or no? Yeah, it dropped yesterday. The Jacque, hey, shout out to Quay, man. That's the, definitely one of the homies. We definitely praying for you, bro. Um, and all your endeavors. That's it for Don V Fridays. Till next time, not next week. Maybe next week too. Depends on what happens. But till <laughs> next time, y'all. God bless.